This is a Talking Digital production. Find more great podcasts at TalkingDigital.org. More than 10 years ago, Rick Castellini and Adam Cochran joined forces on radio to answer people's computer questions, to find solutions to those problems that burdened even the most average human. Today, that mission continues as we answer those questions here on this podcast. This is Castellini on Computers, the podcast. All right, well, let's get started. All right. If that works for you. I, it works for me. Okay, welcome to <laughs> Castellini on Computers, the podcast. I'm Adam Cochran, along with uh, Rick Castellini, hence the name uh, Castellini on that's Computers. That's me over here. Excellent. You shaved your head again. That looks nice. Yes, I shaved it. I, um, this may be permanent this time. You look like John Locke on uh, Lost. You need <laughs> okay. to just watch Lost a couple times. I, I'm, I'm actually visiting my buddies again next week uh-huh. in Austin. Yep. And uh, oh, that's the old thing. That's all right. That's, that's um, a technology show. That's perfectly allowed. <laughs> and so they've never seen me with the shaved look. Really? Well, so cool. We're going to the. My buddy got tickets to the Davis Cup. Davis Cup is that international competition between tennis nations. Right. So it's United States against Spain. Ooh. So I'm going to tell him I shaved it so I can paint my head. And oh yeah. Good. That sounds good. <laughs> Absolutely. Be the guy in the crowd. Yeah, exactly. The, yeah, those tennis fans are crazy like hey, that. Hey, our 10 things yes. in tech you need to know. Yeah, this is a cool, a just so people know where Business Insider puts out this cool little newsletter, and we absolutely steal from it because mm-hmm. they steal news. I mean, nobody steals news. We share news. Mm-hmm. They Spread do a great the news. They do a great job of aggregating some of the cooler news out there in tech every day, put a little 10, list, uh, ten things list, and... You know, we're not ashamed to say that's where we get a lot of the content no, for the show. We always give credit to where we're Absolutely. Find. So. And yesterday they said that uh, for the first time, yes. there's a larger proponent or larger segment of traffic on the internet than porn. Oh. Do you know what For it is? the first time? For the first time ever. A social media. Is social that, network. That would, yep. that would make it. Oh boy, it I thought. Ju- and it just passed it. Just passed it. Just passed pornography in wow. April. I think it was April or May. Well, there's two things there. Facebook is going up very, very quick. Well, it's growing worldwide, internationally. Uh-huh. It's getting huge. But the other thing, too, is that porn is kind of losing its... There's the whole porn industry saying, why, are, why, why can't we keep as many people and attract as many people as we used to? Um, <laughs> why is that? I, I don't know. I think people have just gotten used to it. Holy mackerel. Google Plus looks a lot like Facebook. They've set it up like Facebook. Have you seen yeah. a screenshot? Uh, let me see the screenshot you saw. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It does look a lot like Facebook. Facebook will probably have some suit, some lawsuits. Have you read about the features? I have not. Okay. Here's the, the just from what I've read, and this is my initial reading of, I think I probably put 10 minutes into it yesterday, maybe okay. 20. So, it's more than I had. Right. And I've talked to a few people and stuff, but but I, I just did some basic stuff and I read, I watched the Google video. Um, Google put out a little oh, okay. video that just talks about its features. Okay. Google, and they're usually pretty good. Yeah. Google, the strength, I think, of Google Plus, which mm-hmm. is Google's new social media thing, mm-hmm. is first of all, that it can reach everybody who has a Gmail address. That's That's... As far as their advantage, that's huge because everybody has a Gmail address. The other thing, too, 
is that it works in things called circles. So instead of it's kind of like Google, Google let or sorry, Facebook lets you do that. It lets you organize your your friends into different groups, mm-hmm. like your family group and your work friends group. But it's incredibly hard to do. I mean, it, it's oh, going it's through there real. trying to figure out. Well, I need to make a group, and then I want to move these people into it. Especially if you have, you know, if you're a teenager that has 800 friends that aren't really your friends, and some are from church and some are from school and. All of that, you don't want to sit and go through all 800 friends to try to divide them up into certain groups. And then once you do create those groups, going in and saying, I only want this picture to appear to these groups or for these groups is is another. It's almost a privacy setting within Facebook. It's it's just difficult. Google, Facebook wants you to share everything with everybody. Mm-hmm. Google takes the approach of from the very beginning, you decide which circle your friend goes into. So if it's somebody from work, you can say this is work people or these are acquaintances or these are church people. You decide what circle you want those people to go into. And then when you share something, you have the option right there as you share it. Do I want to share this with everyone or only certain circles? And so everything from status updates to photos and everything, it just allows you right from the very beginning to filter your content and only share it with the people who you care to share it with. And it makes it a, a much more, a very cool collaborative tool. Okay. The other tool, the other feature that I saw that either it's working now or they're, they're playing with it is that it's going to have video conferencing. So you can go into your circle and start up a conference, start up a conference or pick, so pick a few of your friends and say, start a conference, much like Skype. Skype has something to worry about here. Hmm. Um, be, especially since they're being bought by Microsoft and running into all kinds of problems there. But, uh, but uh, it is. I think there's some interesting stuff. I think we're going to start seeing a Google Wave start to come back in. A lot of the Google Wave features we lost, like document sharing and some of the buzz, some and... of the yeah, some of the buzz features and stuff that we couldn't figure out what the purpose to them was before. Now, I think now uh, we're going to start seeing those things come back in a way that makes a lot more sense. I'm not going to go so far as predict it's a Facebook killer. I think it'll take anything a year and a half or two years to get to where they can kill Facebook and Facebook would have to really make some mistakes. Yes, that's very true. Very interesting. Well, yeah. and I was looking there while you were talking to see if I could find where you could even get the Google plus invite. It seems like that a long time ago that when they first talked about it, that well, I, I had put in for one of those. Cause I always put in for those little sure. beta things. Cause you and I were both Google who, yeah, I got Google buzz and then you got one or did I invite you or, or did you get one also? Uh, Google Buzz actually opted everybody in at the same time. Or Wave. I'm sorry, Wave. Yeah, Google Wave. Because I happen to I think get you got it first. I, I think on how. Google Wave. I think I was Google Voice first. See, so we're, yes, you get see, so we're even. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I Google Wave, now that I'm in college, I'm wishing I had it. I'm wishing I could invite everybody to it because I'm working in groups with people. I would do online college for my master's degree. And, uh, man, it would be so nice to just start up a Google wave with all of my class members or my group members into it uh-huh. to collaborate on, on something to get some voice involved and put together a whiteboard. And I mean, that would be, and share a document. That would be so nice. There's really nothing out there, uh, that lets us do it the way Google wave would have. So hopefully we see some of that come back in, uh, in Google plus. And I bet they do that because they, it seems like they always try to integrate something right from their past their past features so now google did kill off google health this week i heard and one other one google health and and, uh, yeah i can't think of the other one 
but it was another one that was. There were two things that weren't being used. A weren't lot. being used. Uh, I can't think of it. I can't but, uh, think of it either. But yeah, that's it, it's interesting because Google Health. That's I think, a, that was a big initiative. What they is, were trying to do. It was, and the other thing too is, I think it's two companies that don't two words that shouldn't go together. Google I, and I agree. And health information, and especially in the United States, when we're so worried about are, privacy. Exactly. If we weren't so worried about privacy, if everybody didn't have this hang up about who you know, what if people find out I have a had you know my, as if people don't know my elbow or my wrist repaired, whatever it was. Right. Yeah, but uh, I can understand from an insurance company standpoint. I don't want the insurance companies to be able to dig through my Google Health account and find out what I've done. Mm-hmm. But uh, at the same time, you know, I, I I don't think Google had any business in that business. I, I, I agree. I, now, I I found a cool thing. I was doing some search. My wife is working a lot on some EMR stuff on electronic medical records. Okay, she's going to start working a little bit with that with her business. And uh, I found this cool service mm-hmm. on the internet called ZocDoc. Have you have you heard that? Zoc Z O C Z-O-C? D O C I believe okay. is it. Let's try it and make sure that that's right. Okay, keep going. Though. Um, I'll look for it. But ZocDoc is like a uh, kind of like an Angie's list, sort of. Yeah, here it is for for doctors. So you can say, I need a doctor, this type of doctor, this soon or about this time in this neighborhood or in this zip code mm-hmm. and it will show you who they are and you can even make your appointment through that ZocDoc service. I thought that was kind of cool. That it's is a, very cool. It's a good idea. I don't know how many participants are out there yet. And it but, says you can uh, make your appointment online as well. Yeah. yeah and they've got an iPhone app. Do it right from there. Hmm. Yeah. So that's really interesting because especially, you know, where we live, in a lot of places, I think there's a shortage of primary care physicians and stuff like that to, that I, it's hard I, to get in with I a do doctor. always wonder when I come across sites like this and they have this little this little bar that says uh, as featured in New York Times CNN San right. Francisco Chron- you see that and they probably have been yeah but it just I've seen that more frequently it's that kind of a little bar a little well that's because bar. everybody has a verisign approved low icon now maybe yeah. they want to be show that they've been approved by newspapers or okay, whatever th- th- i see i got two things to tell you real quick that just come up just you know we talking. should put that bar on helpmerick.com we could because you've been fe- as but, featured on but knowing us we would be get bad enough luck that they would well we could we could no, say that's what i'm saying we could say tech tv tech tv we could say uh the daily Sentinel. Sentinel. yeah there you go kanzz yeah uh kmsa or not kmsa k uh well, we could do all those radio stations. The radio, on. Yeah, every radio yeah, what, station. What was the on. little service we were on? What was the uh, name? Oh, yeah. I, I forget. Can't, I can't think it's of Alex it. Jones's network. Everybody knows who Alex Jones yeah. is. It's his is network. Is it still their network? Is it still you know what? There? I don't know. We have to look it up. I don't know. But two things real quick that, I, that have come up since just talking. Number one, this is, a, uh, this, is, this is basically a community service announcement. Okay. But comics.com. Yes. Because you know I love comics. Yes, of my, course. You know I love my comics. Comics.com uh, was acquired Ooh. by a company called GoComics.com. Oh, okay. And so they were actually right. kind of integrated. Right. And it's a neat service. Comics.com was a service where you could pick your comics that you right. enjoy, uh-huh. including editorial comics. And I sure. love editorial comics. Me too. And, um, and then they deliver them to you via your email. Very or cool. you can make a customized comics page. Sure. And the neat thing is most of them are in color yeah. every day. You yeah. don't have to wait for Sunday for color comics. Very but anyway, cool. that's kind of a cool thing. That but anyway, cool. um, Go Comics has made the service even better, easier to share comics, uh, easier to view the comics, and a ton more editorial comics. Wow. So it's very cool. I probably have 15 or 20 editorial comics. Um, 
In fact, I've got some here called, uh, and they don't update them very often, but they have a they have a couple of sections called Views Latin America, Views Europe, Views Africa, hmm. Views Asia, Views Middle East. And so they're editorial comics from those regions of the world. And usually the, the editorial comics are about something, well, they're worldwide topics, but it's very interesting to see the editorial comics from around the world. The other nice thing about the newer service is on the old service, it didn't seem to update the editorial comics as often. Mm-hmm. And so an old comic could stay static on your page for a while. This one will actually collapse the comic if there's not a new one. Wow. And it makes it easier to go back and forth to look at older ones or and, and you know forward and backward. Very cool. So it's cool. really a cool service, gocomics.com. So it's really a neat thing. But uh, as we were looking at the ZocDoc, um, I saw the Fox logo. And uh-huh. I have to tell you, did you see the uh, interview with John Stewart? And uh, yes, did you did you see the raw interview? Of yeah, John the Stewart? one where he went back. Was that yeah. no? Was that so good? It was the first time he'd ever been on a Sunday morning yeah. thing. Yeah, and I just thought it was just the raw one was incredible. I mean, yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it was a it was neat. It was just a real interview between two guys talking mm-hmm. about the state of the industry and. But I thought it was interesting how uh, confrontational. What's his name? Was. Oh yeah. Um, What's Chris Wallace. Chris Wallace. Because yeah. mm-hmm. he's usually a very... Well, I didn't see the edited version. Did right. you watch both? Yeah, the edited version came off more the other way around. It came off more as Chris Wallace asking pointed questions. Right. And John Stewart making funny jokes. Yeah. And that's that's more what it came off as. And kind of like John, what John Stewart said when he talked about it, if you watch that clip. I did, I watched Where he's couple. like, I won't look like this... You know, bipolar weirdo. If you watch the unedited version, I love being um, able to watch. I'm surprised that they let us see the non-edited yeah. version because it was very good. Yeah, yeah, it was very good. Because I, I, I don't agree with all of John Stewart's politics, right? But I just think he is. To me, I guess he's kind of like um, who's who's the other person that I like? That's uh, oh, like Neil Bortz. Oh yeah, I'm I'm not a huge Neil Bortz political fan. I'm probably right. more a political fan of him than I am any other talk show radio. Right, but. He seems to really try to titrate things down to understandable pieces right. of information. Exactly. And I think that's what um, Stewart did. I think he gave thoughtful answers. Sure. I really liked how he said that the modern day media is lazy, yeah. sensationalist. They go after sensational uh, yeah. um, stories. And there was a third adverb he put to it or an adjective. I don't remember. I don't Sensational, remember that one was. lazy, and I forgot what the third one was, uh-huh. but. It was good. I think he made some extremely good points. Oh, yeah. And uh, I did think it was interesting that he wears a suit and tie every single day. Oh, yeah. On his on his show. Yeah. But he shows up for the Sunday morning show in just a crop turtleneck or yeah. you know, just a t-shirt and a right. jacket. Right. So I thought that was kind of a little bit of a dig to Chris Wallace. Yeah. Because he will say occasionally to guests that come into his show uh-huh. that aren't, you know, at least presentable right he'll say something like i'm glad you dressed up for the show yeah. or something <laughs> now granted yeah but i did think chris wallace made some weak weak uh uh trying to dig it at oh i know at um john stewart saying here's your network comedy central i mean yeah the fact that he was even trying to compare john stewart's network what he, to a news network George, i think john stewart in a lot of ways you can move those printer cartridges if they're anyway no we're good uh the uh John Stewart, in a lot of ways, can be par- compared to the George Carlin, uh, mm-hmm. you know, of this generation. I mean, what he says is definitely, point, you know, uh, he's thought about it. 
he's he's you know he know you know he's coming from somewhere when he says these things. They aren't just funny jokes about right. the government, right? Um, you know, they're they're things where he's their 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 philosophy right. is really what they are, and what he is in a lot of ways is a philosopher. Whether you agree with it politically or not, that that is, doesn't have anything to do with it. But you can't argue that he's not. You know today's uh, Will Rogers or or George Carlin or something and like he that. He kind of made these, that point. Yeah, these people have made an impact on history and on society and all those things, whether or not they're comedians or, or whatever. I mean, it's I and mean, Will Rogers That's just was his a, platform. Yeah, exactly. Will Rogers was a rodeo performer and, mm-hmm. and all of that, and yet he, you know, slowly transitioned into government and into comedy. And I think you could do say the same thing with. Uh, um, no, I can't remember his name. The guy yeah, from, from Saturday Minnesota. Night. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, Saturday Night Live. Yeah, yeah. but uh, that's okay. <laughs> Keep the owl Franken. There, there you go. go. Good job. Thank you. I was just going to look I, it up. But uh, <laughs> but you know you can see that. I mean, it, I think that a lot of times comedy and acting and all of those things. Not that those are the best people to choose for government, but I think sometimes those people have spent a lot of time doing. Um, satire and things like that where they really have to analyze the situation of things mm-hmm. and and you can't say that John Stewart is a hundred percent leaning to the left he makes fun of the left as much as he makes fun of the right I think in a lot of cases I think so. he I think he tries to be common sense right. but he does come from he like he, and he mentioned he said I'm not gonna lie that my ideology yeah. is is from the left right but um I just love the way he he does interviews and I love the way he interviews. I think he's a superb interviewer because right. he always engages his people with his interviews. Right. And he always seems very well informed. I thought even on the Chris Wallace show, the one thing that showed not only his astuteness of the of of what's going on right now, but also his staff because you know he has a large sure. staff that's keeping tra- track of this. But on Friday, um, I don't know. We always get to politics. Or no, that's okay. But on the Friday was the uh, Nancy Pelosi. Right. And. And uh, Nancy Pelosi, I guess she does a weekly uh, press conference. Okay. So they thought all the all the big networks thought she was going to be talking about uh, Wiener. Right. Well, she shows up, says right from the beginning, "I'm not going to talk about Wiener," and every single one of the every single one of the big networks just left. They left the conference. Right. And uh, and so and that was and it, it really hit home a, a very current news story. Yeah. That hit home exactly what Stuart was saying about laziness and sensationalism. Oh, exactly. And, uh, and, and it happened on Friday when he was traveling to D.C. Here he is on a Sunday morning show, uh-huh. and he brings up that example. Yeah. And I thought, and then he had it on his, his Monday show. Sure. But I just thought, you know, for him to be able to pull out and have easy access and, and a grasp right. of those kind of events... And be able to bring it and use and, it as an example. And you know example. what? This is, I mean, people pick on him for, or people pick on other people for using him as news. Saying, right. Oh, that's, right. but really that is news. Right. To say that she comes out and says, I'm not going to talk about this, this, this sensational story that has no real impact on the country. Right. And all the news agencies pick up and leave. Right. That's news. I know. I mean, that, and so here he is. He actually is delivering news. So in a little bit of a defense to John Stewart, which I don't do too often as as a journalist, but right. but I think that that's true. I think that in a lot well, of ways he provides something there that you can't find anywhere else. And, it, and that is the story. I think that if if he is causing such a stir, right, amongst news organizations, right, that tells you that the, the disconnect is way too narrow. Yeah. Because it should be completely the other way around. If, oh, yeah. if he's a comic doing comedy and it's not even at all relevant. Right. 
and it should be a huge chasm between comedy and, and mm-hmm. actual journalism, right? Then it shouldn't matter. Yeah, it shouldn't matter. Well, I used to, even now, my favorite part of Saturday Night Live, and the only part I really will always watch when mm-hmm. it's on is is uh, Weekend Update. Uh-huh. Always, not because I want the news, but because I want people to look at the state of things and make comments about it and make jokes about it and right. say this is the way things are. So it brings you know, up the awareness. Yeah, so that you know it's not just a all serious world where you know that, that there are other ways to look at things so I yeah agree. interesting so well and I, I think part of that for me for technology is i saw the fox logo right to tie this all together right. and get us out of here but the fact that i watched all this online oh yeah because i had heard on the radio last week or a couple weeks ago when this happened that this would be his first ever sunday morning news show interview right and i didn't know which show it was and uh-huh. so i ended up hearing that it was on fox which i thought was really interesting and for him and uh and then i so i decided to watch it and there it was in the raw format right which is really cool because you could see people walking around on a couple of the shots and uh-huh. you notice somebody behind yeah. chris wallace yeah and, and then they would say we're going to put this up on the screen but in the non-edited version it wasn't there yet right so some of the different uh you know yeah screen fluff they put on there. right so i thought that was kind of fun i did not go back and watch the edited version just because i I hadn't had time. Oh, really? Yeah, I saw the edited version first, mm-hmm. and then I watched the unedited. So, yeah, uh-huh. that's... Okay. But I, I, even then, I didn't really think about the way they portrayed Jon Stewart and realized they'd been so manipulated mm-hmm. until I watched the unedited version. How that, what would you think? Well, it, I, I think, one, the Chris Wallace interview of the unedited version uh-huh. just seems like a interview with anybody. I mean, it's, right. he definitely makes jokes and things like that. But if you watch the edited version, it really is a, like... Kind of like an interview with Robin Williams in a uh, way, to where he make it, you know, you say, "What about this?" and then they show his crazy comments, you know, that just the silly part of his comments and stuff like that. So, so I'll have to watch it. Cause I'll bet stuff, it was so. just seems way much more it's, out of context. It's different. I mean, either one is a good interview, but one is definitely manipulated when you see the actual interview. Wow. So I think that was a good thing. I don't necessarily think John Stewart's point of Chris Wallace's comment about Fox provides the other side of things. Mm-hmm. I John Stewart kind of picked on him for that. I don't necessarily think that's that big a deal because that's what Fox does, you know. Well, so. but they claim that they're balanced, right? Right. So I think that's what he was after because he's never got anybody to say you are from the other side, right? They always try to say no. We give the full story. Oh, really? Yeah, and I think that's oh. what his point was. Okay. So I, I didn't think, think, I think he felt like that, that was a big side, a big so. feather in his cap. I yeah. mean, the fact is, it's a known fact. It's a known fact. Yeah, but. And but but the but the network always tries to say no. We're fair and balanced, right. even though. Yeah, I, I understand. You know what I'm saying? I guess so. I think they should just come out and say no. We're we're the other we're, side. We're the other they, side. They may. I think that makes <laughs> more they sense. Were, maybe they'll use Chris I, Wallace's soundbite as their I think they slogan. should. I think they just say they could say fair and balancing news. There you know, you something go. like there that. You I think go. that would work. Anyway, let's. Uh, one other uh, thing that happened this <laughs> week before we make this a totally political uh, show uh it the was technology related big tablet news this week Did which you hear it? is that the hp the pad hp touchpad touch touchpad actually have you read the reviews well no i just read today that it is a flop so what did you read Tell well me what you read. if we gauge a flop by 
the fact that Everything. nobody bought it because it's not an iPad, uh-huh. we could pretty much say every tablet is a flop. Okay. I think that's right. so. So putting it in that frame, I think is. <laughs> but reading the reviews, okay, people love the Web OS. Okay, and they're saying that it's an excellent platform for the. And well, I, you I've liked read it. like six reviews. I generally like the Web OS, mm-hmm. like Web OS. Well, I don't know why I'm calling it the Web OS, but I generally like Web OS. But. It, it definitely has some disadvantages, mostly because of the fact that there aren't that many developers for it, and its and its applications are fairly simple because okay. they're written in Java and CSS rather than you know C plus plus or whatever. Um, but the uh, the interesting part about it is every review I've read about it has actually been this is a great tablet if there was no such thing as the iPad. Oh, this would guess, be a great guess alternative. Where read, guess where yes. this came from? Mossberg. Oh yes. The HP touchpad is no match for the iPad. Well, that's true. Mossberg. But see, everything I've read, too, basically says the same thing. It's heavy. Okay. It's Poor plastic. battery life. Uh, eight hours, though. Oh. See, well, so according to the review that he gave it after a week, okay. he says poor, poor battery life. But did he say how many hours? No. Okay. See, the Just reviews I've been reading say about eight hours, which that's is less bad. than the iPad, but only because there's an iPad. You know, the iPad lasts 10 easy. Um, or more. I, I don't. You don't even count with the iPad. You just know to plug it in when it gets down to the little, you know, red line or whatever. But uh, but then again, if there was no iPad, some of these tablets would be amazing. But the iPad just outshines everybody. Now the other thing, the camera apparently is better, but there is mm-hmm. no uh, rear-facing camera. It's only a front-facing camera, which is camera, fine. Which is fine for voice. Right. chat and stuff like that are you using the rear facing camera not always but it is handy when it's the only thing that you have right there yeah. and something's going on or you know you're having fun with the kids taking pictures in photo booth or something like that but yeah. uh but it's not it's not a utility it's not something that you need all right. the time but I, I do think it's interesting that every review that i've read so far actually says that it's it's a decent tablet um it's very very fast from what i understand that since the web since web os is so thin uh-huh. it, it moves really really fast it's very responsive um they really like the multitasking features they say that flash is still not perfect on it but it it works oh they do have um, flash on yeah it has flash 10.3 beta I now think i read on. somewhere this weekend in one of my newsletters that um hp plans on integrating web os into every computer they sell by oh, yeah. next year it wouldn't surprise me i don't i haven't read and that what but capacity would, would they do would they do kind of a dual I, boot kind I, of thing? I, I kind of wonder if maybe that's the case but i don't know i yeah. i know it would be a great onboard operating system for kind of like our um fl- a splash top yeah splash top or something like that i think it'd be great for that mm-hmm. um the other thing too is that it interfaces with other web os devices so you can send th- in theory, they're still perfecting it, but in theory, you can take content that's on one WebOS device and just basically drag it over to make it go to the other WebOS device, whether it's a web page or you know something that you're working on or looking at. I, I don't know. I think it's I think it's a solid OS, mm-hmm. but it's still under development and stuff like that. It'll be interesting. I Is don't, there room I, for it? Oh, there's not. There's definitely not. And there's also not the developers for it because I read that... Uh, you know, uh, the iPad has 60% of the market or something like that. And Android has 30% of the market. But but the uh, I, I don't remember if those numbers are exactly right. But what I do remember is that WebOS has 2%. And okay. the developers aren't going to develop for 2% uh, of the market. However, WebOS is extremely easy to develop for from what I've read. And uh, 
you know, from the ground up, you can create an application fairly easily. So it, it'll be interesting to see. I definitely, it's not a iPad killer. Don't interpret that at all. But if you're looking for something, <laughs> if you're looking for something, you know, that works, really, it would be a beautiful two ninety nine tablet. Why isn't anybody coming out know. with a two ninety nine tablet? Well, Nook. Well, the Nook, Nook color, color Nook yeah, colors, doing it, and that's they're true. doing amazing with it. So that's true. I think that really that's the way to go. I think. And I've started talking to some people now uh, officially about this who do some programming stuff. I think we're going to start seeing enterprise uh, tablets. In other words, tablets that aren't iPad, but I think we might see RIM or HP or well, something. RIM's got to do something. Somebody enter the market with, with a tablet that's dedicated to a specific device. Or a specific set, Function. like a, like an EMR or like a uh, you know a mechanic shop, kind of Salesforce, something that only runs these applications. They don't want their employees playing Angry Birds and checking their Facebook while, while they're using it, but they do need a tablet interface to be able to run stuff, and, and Apple's not going to be able to do that. Speaking of games on, the I, on yes. iOS devices. I'm ready. I just found Flick Golf. Really? Have you seen that? I haven't done that. It's pretty fun. I've done the Frisbee one, but yeah, I haven't done Flick, Flick Golf. Flick Golf. It is pretty fun. Oh, I think I've heard about it. Is it free? It's 99 99 cents. cents? There might be a free version, but I was just perusing. um, I'm going out to Chicago to to a film school with Vinny. Right. We're leaving tonight. Cool. uh, So I wanted to see if there was any new games. I was looking for books and stuff to download. And and I I saw that that was like number three or four on the list. So I decided to look at it. It's got great reviews. And I'm, you know, I love golf. So I decided to give Seems it a like try. I did see that. It's kind of more of a target type of thing. Right. But you are using the touch interface to spin the ball. And wow. you, you can spin it backwards if you hit it too hard. And it's pretty interesting. Very cool. It's got some neat little things. And I just got it last night, so I'm still fooling with it. But, wow. But it's like anything on the iOS, it's very intuitive. Right. I had my, my sister-in-law just got her, her parents gave her money to buy a smartphone and service for the smartphone for a year. Okay. So they live in Tucson, and Tucson is where they live is is more well suited for Verizon. Okay. So she got a Verizon iPhone. Okay. And so the other night we were on Skype, and I was helping her kind of get things set up, and and of course she's all doughy eyed about how neat it is and that uh-huh. kind of thing. But we were in the <laughs> settings, and I was telling her to look for a particular uh, a particular um, setting, and so she well it's not here, and I said well you have to scroll up. And then, so she sat there, and I could see her, you know, as I'm, yeah. I'm watching her on Skype. And she's looking, and she said, well, it's just not here. And she read me what was on the screen. I said, uh-huh. did you scroll up? And she said, well, there's no scroll bar. <laughs> and I, said, <laughs> I said, no, you got to touch nope. it, and feel it, yep. and stroke this it. Isn't... I said, you, you got you got, you got to love it. <laughs> so I so I told her, put your finger on it. I said, oh, oh, look at that. Oh. But I did notice, and I had another client, a new iPhone user the other day that, you know, long-time Windows user. And when she scrolled, she always puts her hand on the right-hand side of the screen. Oh, yeah. And so she was in the contacts, and on the contact screen in, in an scrolls iPhone. It scrolls to the alphabet. It scrolls yeah. to the alphabet, so it it really doesn't scroll very well. Right. Because you think you're going up in the S's and all of a sudden you're in the B's. Right. <laughs> right. So I had to show her, no, you can use anywhere on the screen. Yeah. But uh, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. But again, just the intuitiveness of the iOS, the fact that that little game, now I've been using the iOS for three years. Right. But, um, but that game is, you, you start thinking, can I do this? And mm-hmm. so you just try it. And it, and it works. It works. It works. Wow. It doesn't work. Doesn't work. But, That's uh, cool. But it's pretty neat. But it's called Flick Golf. Very cool. 
Uh, anything else come out in the news? You know, I'm not. I don't think so. Think Anybody of. pay us to read their emails online? Uh, no so? one has paid us a single solitary nickel. Okay, then. Not even a plug nickel. Whatever a plug nickel is. Yeah. You don't know what a plug nickel what is? What is a plug nickel? Okay, in the back of an electrical box. Okay. Oh, the little, okay. The box, there's these little... <laughs> Little yeah. pieces of metal that you punch out yes. to make the wire go through. Is that through. what a plug nickel is? And that those are plugs, All that right. little metal thing. Sure, so you push sure. out, punch out the They're plug. About the size of a nickel. About the size of a nickel. And kids right. used to take those and use them in vending machines or throw them in with stuff in, in place of a nickel. Very and, cool. Uh, yeah. You should put that on that uh, fact generator. Oh, okay. trivia generator. Yeah, that thing. was really cool. That's a good. That's yeah. a good one right there. That you yeah, just that's said. What, that's what a plug. Nickel I don't know is. how many people use plug nickel. I do. I don't know where. My, no, I use all those euphemisms from of old course. time. Yeah. But uh, very good. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, that's what that is. I know what that is once you describe it. Now that you it, know it, it's a little plug But now the history nickel. of it's very cool. Yeah, isn't that cool? Because it looks like a nickel. I wish I could find a plug quarter. Oh, yeah. That I could put into different things. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could counterfeit better. Yeah. <laughs> all, all right. right. Well, yeah. I think that uh, I've, got our, a, I've got to drive cross town. I understand. And there's also been two... Only two news items really this week, anyway, with Google Plus and the touchpad, and that's about as good, good as it's been this week. So. Yeah, there's not, not, a, not a ten. Even even our ten things hasn't. I haven't clicked on many ten thing articles. Right. And well, let me ask you this: Let's just do a. We'll do a prognostication into the to the podcast today. Okay. When is is Lion and going to come out? I don't know. Before September, I think. Oh my gosh! It's supposed to be July. They've already announced yeah. July. I'm saying it's supposed to be before September. <laughs> That's great. You're it going out be, on a July limb. would be fine. You're going out on a limb. I, but I'm ju- just wondering: Do you think it'll be next week? Do you think it'll be mid-July? Well, I think. Well, to me, they've already. Okay. It's later than it always is. It is going to be later by about two weeks than what they than what they're saying. I'm going to say week. it's next week. You're going to think it's next? I week? I think it's next. Okay, week. I'll go with the week after that. Okay. And I'm going to say that there's going to be initial. Glowing reviews from Mossberg, of course, but from everybody else, <laughs> there's going to be some hiccups along the way. Did you see that they're they, going to be surprised that a lot of the features that have been teased aren't implemented yet? Really, you That's think what so? I think. Yeah, I don't think so. You don't think so? Not from Apple. You think out of the gate it's going to be able to run? I'm not an Apple fanboy, but I am. Becoming no, here's what I'm saying. I say I think that people are going to expect it to run iOS apps right out of the gate, and they're going to realize, oh wait a minute, you can't do a lot of what iOS apps and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I think there's going to be... And is more, that promised? Is that a promise? We knew there was a possibility. They've talked about it, but I think there's going to be higher expectations for it than what it actually does. Well, that's, well, that's true in the and, Apple and I, community. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe that's not even going out on a limb to say yeah. that. But I, but I think there's going to be several things like that where they expect it to ha- to do things out of the gate and it doesn't do exactly what they, they plan. And, you know, Apple has dropped the ball lately there, a few times. There so. was a rumor that I saw just this week, and I think that came out actually in our little 10 things, uh-huh. that the iPhone 5 will be released in July. Yeah, I could see that. But Well, there's two, now you've seen there's two iPhones being manufactured, right? No. There's this, again, rumor, but right. fairly well confirmed now that the iPhone 4S is different than the iPhone 5. Oh, The iPhone 4S this? will be, res- well, probably the 5 is probably 4G, the uh-huh. 4S is 
stronger antenna. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> yes, oh well, it has that new design. I mean, the the screen stretches all the way to the sides, and it's oh, you know all that. But the man. yeah, but the five is supposed to have new hardware in it that makes it a lot different. So hmm. we'll see. Who knows? Nobody really knows. And then yeah, I guess that was. I was just curious. Um, they're talking about. We talked about this in the last podcast that with the new IO or the new. Um, Tiger or Lion mm-hmm. with a new yeah, Lion, lion. Mm-hmm. that they're coming out with a new line of MacBook Airs already. Yeah, it should. Now those will come out at the same time as Lion. Yeah, that's what they're saying. I think that's going to happen. So if it's ne- that, those I would expect next week. So if that, I mean, that would make sense. Well, that's so what I'm, could, I'm thinking. It's going to be kind of 4th of July ish. Not okay. that they're the most patriotic company in the world. Or they could do what they've done with some things and say it's available online now. Right. In the MacBook Air and on iOS. You know, the update will come out next week or something. Now, the other thing that I thought was really interesting, too, is one of their flagship products. Um, uh, Final Cut. Final Cut. Yes. I was going to bring that up. Yes. two ninety nine. Two ninety nine. but have you read the reviews? No. It is a total, it's almost a Windows Vista sort of situation. Oh, did they really pull well, out a lot of the professional stuff? They pulled out a lot of the stuff that professionals wanted. They took but they also things. integrated some things too. They did. They made some. They made some changes. But the thing is, is you can't take any of your Final Cut Pro stuff and use it with the new Final Cut. You're it's not the same me. program. They've totally, totally changed it from the ground up. It's a totally different oh. architecture and everything. And didn't make it backward compatible. They didn't make it backward compatible because it's not the same program. Oh. So what a lot of people are saying is, oh, why didn't you? Cr- why didn't you turn this into something that's called? you know, iMovie Plus or something like that instead of making it, uh, instead of calling it Final Cut Pro X. Yeah, the reviews are are bad. And it's not that it's a bad program. So if somebody comes in and they're brand new to video editing, you know, it's a good starting point for them to get into the professional editing. But they've taken out a lot of the things that people have come used to in Final Cut and things like the shortcut keys and the, you know, the, the, the old projects and things like that can't be used with the new Final Cut. Wow, that is interesting. Because yeah. supposedly they put in... I'm They're even issuing refunds. Really? Yeah. And they supposedly put in some kind of an FAQ mm-hmm. because of the... Pro- right. I heard that there were problems. Because of the complaints, yeah. Right. But... Um, and a lot of their things are workarounds. So a lot of times in the FAQ, people say, uh, you can't edit this type of sound file and blah, 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 blah. And Apple's response is, that's not true. You can. If you buy a $50 program that lets you integrate, you know, I mean, it's that if you buy a separate piece of software to help you integrate it, then it'll work just fine. That's lame. That's lame. Yeah. Yeah. That is Windows-like. It is very Windows-like. Yeah. And they... And that's that's from a company who's kind of kept a lot of continuity in all their products through the years. Exactly. It is really, they really dropped the ball. And and most of the articles are saying it's not that it's a bad product. It's that it's not Final Cut. It's almost like if they said, you know, well, it's very, very similar to what Microsoft did with with Microsoft Office 2007 or okay. 2003, whichever one, which one was it that changed everything? 2007, oh, right? Yeah, that was the first version. It's very similar to that, to where it's like, where's my file menu? Where's my edit? Where's my, yeah. you know, all my, this old way of doing things doesn't work anymore. It's right. very similar to that. So the people that were productive in Final Cut exactly. are going to have a, a huge learning curve yep. and be much less productive in this. Right, and they've totally saying. pulled, they're totally pulling the old Final Cut Pro off the market. So, hmm. so anybody who has an old copy of Final Cut Pro, 
you know, unopened and unused, the price of that software is shooting up on the have black they, market or whatever, really, gray market, whatever you want to call that. Have they, have they, uh, have they simplified it so much that do you think they're, and with the new Lion, as we talked mm-hmm. about Lion there, do you think they're really pushing for a convergence to iOS? Yeah, it could be. You mean is that, I, oh, is that, certainly. Is that I, maybe a direction? I think there's taking? a lot of reasons that they've taken this route. I think it makes it easier for people to transition from iMovie to something more professional. Right. It probably does interface with iOS a lot better. I, there's there's definitely reasons why they did this. It's probably I mean it's made for 64 bit. You know, there's a lot of reasons, they, and that's what they said. The old version was built for such old technology right. that they had to redo it. The problem is, is they didn't stick with the same things everybody was used to, right. and they made a totally different interface, a totally different, in a way that the program works, and it is, and uh, took out a lot of the features that were just too difficult to implement. It does remind me of something that, that the Apple and you just mentioned it too about the Apple community and the Apple and the Apple uh, philosophy in general is, right. well, yeah, you can do it, but you just have to do it our way, kind yeah, of. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I was just researching just because ha- I'm having more and more. Uh, Mac users sure. in my business, and a lot of them have come from Windows. So what they do when they want to close out of a program, what yeah. do they do? They click on the they X. Click on the X, and in the Mac OS, ninety-five percent of yep. programs that doesn't shut the program down. Right, and so I just thought I'd look to see if there's a way to do it. Right, and there are some very esoteric ways to it do it. It should be Command X. That's what yeah. I wish. Well, it's Command Q, right? Is it Command Q it's that command closes Q. it completely? Yeah, okay. Command Q there you will go. quit. There you go. But uh, it was funny going through the forums because the forums say, why would you want to do that? Yeah. You know, the forums is <laughs> if you want to move the window out of the way, you want to leave the program open so it launches faster. That's what, right. You know, that's what the, the Mac users right. are saying. And they said it's, and if you, uh, and then somebody said, well, doesn't it take up memory? And they said, well, yeah, but memory management in Mac is so good unless yeah. you just have very little memory it's not going right. to make any difference performance wise exactly and then another person said uh well i would just like it to work that way and they said well my hands are always on the keyboard so command q is fast yeah and which is fine which works sure you know yeah. and, and i think again as a newer mac user myself uh-huh. i adapt to that um but as a windows user oh yeah if i forget to do that and if i see that little dot in the, uh-huh. in the dock you know, it kind of bugs me. Yeah. Just my little OCD yeah. kicks in and it kind of bugs me. No, I know. Me. So you right click and go to quit. Yeah, and, yeah exactly. Uh-huh. But um, but I just think it was interesting how they said, no, it's always been that way. It's not going to change. Yeah. Either either go to your menu and quit or do command yeah. Q. Yeah, <laughs> that's very similar. But it's yeah. very funny. It's just like, nope. This is, well, the other thing that Mac, here's the other thing Mac does, and that maybe this will be the last thing, but, but tell me if <laughs> this isn't true. That. Mac yes. will release an inferior product yes that has a and i don't inferior in the sense when you compare it to windows or something else for example two buttons on the mouse it's mm-hmm. a good example mm-hmm. mac says no we're not going to do that people don't need it people don't <laughs> want it and everybody says yes we do we would love two buttons we want to be able to get access that you know context Secondary. menu and all that mm-hmm. stuff no you don't need it it's working fine <laughs> and then six years down the road mac says look what we have the Mighty Mouse. It has two buttons. 
and everybody's like, whoa, <laughs> and it scrolls. Uh, You're like, whoa. It's a crappy balance. You guys are amazing. Well, I know, but I'm just saying, they're just saying, yeah. you know, it's just like they, they give Bill Gates all this credit <laughs> for coming up with these ingenious ideas when it's what people you have been asking, Jobs, or yeah. Steve Jobs, I'm sorry. Steve Jobs, you know, these engine like, wow. So you know what they're going to do is they're going to, one of the things they took out of Final Cut is multi-camera support. So if you shoot a scene with multiple cameras, putting in those multiple scenes together and then be uh-huh. able to switch between cameras as you do your edits, they took that out of the new Final Cut. Uh-huh. And so their basic uh, response is, well, we will be putting that back in in a future update. Uh-huh. So you know, two two generations down the road, Steve Jobs is going to say, I want to show you something amazing <laughs> with the new Final Cut. <laughs> Multi-camera support. Final Cut and everybody's gonna, Exactly. Everybody's going to go, yeah! And they're going <laughs> to clap. And they're going to say, oh, we got to buy this program because it now has multi-camera support. And he's just like, you, you had it. Steve Jobs gets all the credit yeah. and they're going to say, well, this is an amazing program. It does all these things <laughs> when really all he's doing is he's listening to people complain uh, for two uh, years and then saying, okay, it's, you know, it's time. Let's, let's do it. That's um, crazy. I mean, they did that with all sorts of stuff. I think we see that from over and over and over again. So anyway, all right. well, let's cut it off for this week. That Mr. sounds Adam. good. Let's I just do had, it. had to throw in that about the iOS or the uh, lion. Well, we appreciate you listening. If you do want questions answered instead of hear us BS about politics We do and know Apple, stuff about computers and computer We'd love health. to answer questions, but we will no longer do it for free. That's right. We can tell you how to make your computer start up faster yeah. and not get so much spam. And we'll even do it for the 67 cents that we get after PayPal takes their 33. <laughs> if you only donate a if dollar. If you donate a dollar. Yep. So we That's only right. see 67 cents of that, which means Adam gets 33 and a half. Actually, I get 34. Adam gets 33. So, uh, because I have the PayPal account. <laughs> Very good. That's how it works. But if I pay Adam via PayPal, 33 cents. Oh, then I get like eight gets cents. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get my yeah. eight cents. So, you, please help us. Please yeah, help us help you. <laughs> All right. All right, have a good day. Thanks. Oh, you'll find us, Help Me Rick, on Twitter and Talking Digital and Facebook, on Twitter. Talking And Digital. Facebook. All those places. That's where we are. And dot coms. And- we'll be back another time. Bye.